Those guys' hands must get tired. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's true. The sustained pedal. Yes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you and we praise you for who you are. We praise you and thank you for your love for us. Oh God, help us to ever go after the depth of your love. For all eternity, I don't think we will ever not be able to learn more about who you are. There's always more. There's always more about your love for us because your love is without bounds. As we seek you, God, we know that we'll find you. We trust in that. I trust in that. I pray for this morning, God, that you will fill my mouth with your words. Lord, know my heart. It is my desire that nothing come from me, but it only be a representation of you. We're hungry for you. As you have shown yourself hungry for us. I thank you, Lord. I pray that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit is already here and has been. But what we ask now is for your Holy Spirit to give wisdom, to give discernment. Because when we hear the things that are from you, we're held responsible for them. Whether we like it or not. Whether we, whether we believe it or not. There is a responsibility in pressing into you. Lord, we trust you, we love you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning is one of those mornings where there's so much, <laughs> so much that he's given me, so much. Man, alive, my eyes are really blurry. I, I, it's like I can't see you people. Is, is it just me? or I mean, it's not foggy in here, right? Wow, okay. You guys are a lot better looking when it's blurry, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Wow. But this is one of those mornings where he's given me so much, I'm not sure how to assimilate it. I'm, I'm not sure how it all even fits together. But one thing that he had given me a couple days ago, and I, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool, Lord, that's kind of a cool saying, and then I forgot about it. Then he gave it to me again, and I think I told Alexis last night, oh, that, that's a really cool saying, I really need to remember that, and then I forgot. 
And the Lord, late, late last night, gets me up and says, no, you write this down. <laughs> okay. Third time's a charm, and I wrote it down. <laughs> yes, I, I, I wrote it down. And I want to read it to you. And then I'm going to explain it, because it needs explanation. He said to me, believe anything. Expect everything. But don't get stuck in the weeds of timing. And the more I sat on that, the more I understood his heart of what he is doing. He said, believe anything. Now, let me quantify that. Anything that's from him. <laughs> okay? Not, not just believe anything. Believe anything that is from him. You can open up his word and you can believe when he said that he has come and sent his son to die for you on the cross. Which we all know that. We all believe that for the most part, right? But to believe anything includes believing the things that are difficult to believe. Believing that God is the same God of the Old Testament, the New Testament, and whatever he has in the future. He's the same God. That what he did in judgment over his own people, let alone the world, is not just something of the past. But it's in his character. In his, his character, it's called his justice. His holiness. You can read about his holiness all throughout his word. His holiness was so great when Moses stood before him, he had to stand in awe. He had to bow in awe. He had to take his shoes off. When Joshua came up to what he thought was another man with a sword in front of the walls of Jericho and said, whose side are you on? He said, take off your sandals. You're on holy ground. I don't think we understand the depths of holiness and what that means. Especially as Americans, to be honest. Because in America, we're raised that we're free, which is awesome, and we should be. But we're raised with an individual idea of whatever we want, we can attain. Again, a principle that is great in moving forward, in, in having the gumption to start something and to see through but it pulls away from our need to understand God's justice. I mean, even, even in America, there, there are very few that are still alive that it, have been here during a heavy war. We don't understand what it looks like in that level of conflict. I mean, we've lived through 9-11... And we got to see portions of that. But even in America here, we've never lived through something like, and certainly not in our day, like what they've experienced in Europe or what they're experiencing right now in Iran. We just don't have minds that think that way because we're not used to it. We don't fall under that kind of oppression 
so we don't think about it. And then when God tells us things are coming, it can be a surprise to us. And, and I, I know maybe not those that are here, but to the general bride. Well, God would never stop right there. Stop right there. Did he do it before in his word? Because if he did, you can't say he would never. Believe anything that he says. That's what he told me. But expect everything. As I pondered that thought, it really allowed me to understand where our stance is supposed to be as a Christian. It's not about, let me get out my calendar to recognize, okay, Lord, that, you know, 90 days from now, or now we're down to 87 days from now, or whatever it is, and I'm making that up, please don't read into that, 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 that this is going to happen and I've got to be ready by then. No. Be ready now. I'm not talking about physically ready because the Lord leads in the things that you need. If, if, if you need to stock up food, the Lord will tell you. Israel didn't. They got manna. And when they cried out for meat, they got more meat than they wanted to have. Right? The Lord provided. What I'm talking about is a ready heart. Because honestly, I don't think most of the bride is thinking about this. With what the Lord has told us is coming, either we don't believe it, one, okay, which, which is probably the majority of the bride, or we don't understand the depths of what it means, two, or three, we don't think that that will affect us. Those are incorrect. With what he has shown, there is not a person that will not be affected. And I'm talking about remnant too. There is not a person that will, ha- will, will just be able to slide through these next couple of years. Not a person. And there's a reason for that. The reason for that is because of God's holiness. What he is bringing to his bride is because of the request of his bride. He has heard the cries of his remnant. He has heard the cries of his his bride saying, we want you, we want you, we want you. Guess what? Dad's not staying away any longer. He just isn't. He's coming in response to our hearts, to our cries. But that doesn't mean that we just go lock ourselves in in a corner somewhere and... Wait till dad makes it better and we could come out again. No, because he's called us to be part of it. He's called us to be a light because he knows the extreme darkness that is coming. He knows what the world looks like in that darkness because he's seen it. He's seen it before. And on a scale that it never has been before. So he said, believe anything. Anything that he says, believe it. Know it's him first. 
And if you don't know it's him, ask him. If you hear something from the prophets, or if he tells you something directly, don't think you can't ask him. Say, Lord, that sounds really, really unexpected to me. I I, I just need to know if that's really you. If you ask him, that is seeking him. He will show it to you. He will because the spirit that is inside you as we build relationship with, with the Lord, okay? As we build that relationship, we do it through what? Through the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is the conduit in which we facilitate that intimacy with God. So the spirit that is in me is the same as another Christian that builds relationship with the Lord. It's the same Holy Spirit. So one thing we can count on as we seek truth on things is His Spirit identifying with itself. Does that make sense? You don't have to be caught off guard. You don't have to be afraid. But you do have to be prepared. Because God wants to use you. He wants you to be a light during this time. So he said, believe anything, but expect everything. What does that mean? Expect, in some ways, the unexpected. When God says that there is something coming, don't think that will not hit me. That's the wrong way to look at it. Because if it's hitting the whole world, I mean, unless you dig yourself in a hole somewhere, you're going to be part of that world. Be ready for everything because God has a way for you to not only deal with it, if that's the case, but to shine through it. Because others are are going to need to be led in a way that they don't know. That's why he said that revival comes from this. And I, I've heard two words of this, which is interesting. I, I think I like the second one better. I, I've heard this great revival coming, right? And we've all heard that. We've heard that for literally decades. But what I've heard more recently, maybe over the last couple of years is the idea of awakening. See, to me, awakening includes something that revival does not. Awakening includes a depth of understanding of who God is and what He's doing, and that it's Him that's doing it. We are at the precipice of a great awakening. That great awakening is happening even in His bride now. But man, don't, don't you get a sense? I, I don't know about you, but you know you can, you can listen to different prophets and stuff like that, especially, by the way, when you listen to a prophet, I, I want to urge you, take that to the Lord. Always take it to the Lord. Just because somebody calls themselves a prophet doesn't mean they're a prophet. But those who do speak for the Lord, they can 
again, the spirit inside of you will resonate with the spirit inside of them if it is from God. And that's what you can seek. It doesn't mean you'll get all the answers immediately. God is not a microwave God. Right? He wants us to spend the time pressing into Him. Lord, show me. I'm hungry. I need to know. I'm desperate to know. And He'll show up. He'll, he'll tell you. He'll show you. He'll give you a piece about it. But be prepared for these things. When, when we listen to different, different uh, prophetic voices... Okay, we can, we can know, or the Lord tells us himself, we can know things that are coming, and, and we've done that. I find it interesting, though, now, that you're starting to hear these, this chattering, if you will, for lack of a better term, from the world. I mean, I have heard people on TV say, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like something, something's coming. Yeah, <laughs> There is. And, and in the circles of, you know, the military or intelligence and stuff like that, when, when they scour the airwaves of different things going on, what they look for is chatter. They look for chatter with things that are coming up. And as chatter increases, they ha- that's why they increase their threat level. Well, there, there's a lot being talked about right here. They're all kind of saying the same thing. I don't know about you. I noticed that with the prophetic over maybe the last year. You're starting to hear the same things out of them. I remember... In times when the Lord said stuff to us a couple of years ago, and it's like, man, we're on a desert island somewhere, because you don't hear that anywhere. Now you're hearing it. The chatter's getting stronger. God is speaking to more and more. He's even laying it on the hearts of people who don't know Him for the sake of them knowing Him. He agrees, man. I'm telling you, that is an agreement right there. But the chatter is getting louder and louder and louder. It just is. Believe anything, but be prepared for everything. Are you prepared? And again, I'm not talking about what it looks like to have enough food in the closet. Although I did tell Alexa, if there's one thing we need extra of, it's toilet paper, please. We can eat grass, but we need the toilet paper. But are you prepared spiritually? You know, God speaks pieces to his prophets. He doesn't give everything to one person. He gives pieces. And this has been a burden for me, in a way, because the peace he has given me has been difficult. Or at least one of the pieces that he has given me has been difficult because what I see over and over again is death. Not that I don't see good things because I see good things beyond what is coming, but I see death. I see it in visions all the time. When I speak to the Lord about it, it's heavy on his heart all the time. 
And it's because of his people understanding what is coming. It's not to be afraid. He doesn't tell us these things to be afraid. He tells us these things because fear is going to come and you're not to succumb to it. I remember when he told me several things, man alive. Several several times, even when he told me that they'd try and abduct me when I went to Nigeria, it was for the purpose of my reaction to that fear. I remember when he told me the Secret Service was going to come to the house. (laughs) It was so I wouldn't be afraid. It was so I would expect it. It was so it would not derail what I am supposed to do, what is in my responses that the Lord wanted. See, when devastating things happen, it can catch us off guard sometimes. We react in an emotional way. But God needs us to react in His way. So that personal relationship with Jesus Christ is critical. And that's what he means by be ready for, believe anything, but be ready for everything. Be ready for when somebody comes over to your house and says, I I don't know what to do. My life, I just am so scared. I don't know what to do because of things that have just happened. Be ready for that. Because you're supposed to give a word in season there. You're supposed to give a word of encouragement that there is hope. God is not doing this for the sake of devastation. He is doing this for the sake of hope. For the sake of hope. Through this entire process, this judgment, if you will, His justice is a word I prefer. It is Him doing this for the sake of those even who would be saved and who will come to relationship with Him. Because what this process is doing is it's destroying an enemy. It's destroying an enemy. The head has already been cut off. We shared this years ago, probably three years ago, I think, when... When the court of nations began, I've told you before, I won't go into it now, but this world, it, it explains in Isaiah, it explains in, in uh, Zechariah, that this world is overseen by seven different principalities, if you will, from seven locations. That head has been cut off. That's why you see the transparency coming out. When people don't want to say what they're doing and they say it anyways. How awesome is that? That's what God is doing. That's what He's doing. But be ready for anything. You're going to have people come to you and say, Why are you calm in this time? God gave me a word I can't even remember how long ago this was, a couple of years maybe. He gave me a word that there were three cities that were in his crosshairs. He said it was New York, Washington, D.C., 
in Los Angeles. Now, at the time, I didn't know what in his crosshairs meant. But since then, he's told us a lot about that. He's told us about the devastation of D.C. that's coming. What he told me about New York was that her crown would be taken and she would never wear it again. I don't know what that means. I don't know or want to take that any further. But what I'm saying is that there are things coming that this world is not prepared for. That even Christians are not prepared for. When something touches our lives through family members or through friends or anything else, oftentimes we can be affected in ways that we're not prepared for. That's why he, said, he, he spoke something to Wendy this morning, which I found to be very profound. He, he told her to send it to me, and it, it, I wrote it down too because I went along with this. The Lord said, Teach my children... Tell them what's ahead of them and pray. Pray that you will stand through it all. Not pray that you'll survive it all. Understand the thought process here. Pray that you'll stand through it all. We will be faced with choices. We will be faced with choices of standing, of moving forward, of speaking sometimes. When the natural choice would be to decline, to fade back, to hide, to be afraid. If you don't think that fear is coming to the bride, then you're blind. You're blind. And I'm not saying fear is something that's a good thing. We know it's a spirit. Fear is not a sin. But to give in to fear is. And God is warning ahead of time because we don't have to give in to that fear when it comes. There was a prophet that I heard yesterday. Bryn sent it to a few of us. can't remember his last name. It's Barry, I think, or Brian. Something like that. It was B. <laughs> B something. But he talked about one of the things that he said was talked about something happening in the Northeast. And he talked about it happening in the next few days in the North, Northeast. This thing that, that would be devastating, this thing that would trigger the emergency broadcast system. Now, I don't know if that's just a local thing. I don't know if it's, you know, whatever. I'm not going to read into any of that because it goes along with the things that the Lord has told us. Now, I am going to listen to the last part of what the Lord said to me is don't get caught up in the weeds of timing. If he told him a few days, now I'm not sure what a few days means to him. I know what a few days means to me. You got three days. A few is three. But then again, soon to me is less than a week. And clearly that was not what God meant by soon. So don't get caught up in the weeds of timing, but know it's coming. Know it's coming. The only thing that the Lord has told me timing of, last beginning of uh, last December, He told me I've 
355 days. And that equates to November 20th, by the way. Thank you, John, who figured that out for me. I had 355 days for what? Well, my question to him was finishing what I am doing, the infrastructure in Nigeria. I had 355 days to finish. Now, since then, he has used that same thing toward other things. I don't know what happens November 20th. I don't know if it's for everybody or if it's just for me. What I do know is something changes for me. Perhaps it's my schedule. Perhaps it's my focus. I don't know. Perhaps my front yard will finally get finished. But something's going to change. See, I can't look at that and say, okay, that's when blah, blah, blah is going to happen if the Lord didn't tell me that. And so I don't need to worry about it till then. No, I have to be expectant every day. That's just like waiting for the Holy Spirit. When we're waiting for the Holy Spirit, and what I mean by that is His falling. The Lord has promised a manifestation of His Holy Spirit that has never happened ever. By the way, He promised that in His Word. Do you know, even the things that were claimed by the disciples as truth were only partial truth. And truth is probably a bad word. When, when Peter <clears throat> said that this is, you know, the falling of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't count for the measure in which it's been promised. Even Jesus promised that. That one day you will do much more than me. And yet it's never happened yet. Another thing that hasn't happened yet is when it says that the Holy Spirit will fall upon all flesh. That's not happened. Or let me, let me say it this way. I don't think that's happened. I don't see evidence of that happening. Because there are still people that don't know who he is. Don't believe who he is. So recognize that this falling of the Holy Spirit that is coming is something that we've never seen before. That puts us in such a similar boat as the disciples after Jesus ascended to heaven. I mean, I mean in an in a amazingly similar way. Think about it. They had just come from, or were in really, the hottest persecution they could be in. Their leader was just killed. Turned on by the very people that he supposedly was a representative of. For God. Turned on by those same people. Now he, his life was taken from, from their perspective before Jesus rose. His life was taken. Now they're the targets. Jesus raises from the dead, three days later comes to them, and then they begin to realize, oh, you mean all you said was real? Oh. Okay. 
Then he spends 40 days with them. Encouraging them, teaching them, preparing them. Making them ready for anything. And he said, the Holy Spirit's coming. Be excited about that. Their response, I'm sure. Awesome. Don't even know what that means. We're just distraught that we don't have you anymore. And Jesus said, no, 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 trust me. You want me to go because when I go, the Father will send the Comforter. He will send the Holy Spirit. So we're in the same boat right now. We're in this same boat of believing anything, being prepared for everything. I want to go, go, in fact, go to Acts. Um, we're going to go to Acts chapter 1. I just want to read kind of their response and, and, and their, their situation at the time. Acts chapter 1 verse 12 says this. Then they returned to Jerusalem. And, and by the way, this is right after the ascension. Jesus is gone. He's just been, spent 40 days with them after dying and raising from the dead. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath, Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. So, by the way, it wasn't just them. We know there were about 120 as we go and read on into chapter 2. But this is the part I want you to get. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer. All these, all those who went, they were unified in what God had told them, what Jesus had told them is coming. Even though they didn't know what that meant. They were unified in saying yes to God. Whatever you want, we give you our yes. We're unified in that. But then they devoted themselves to prayer. Now you have to ask yourself, and I I wish it would, so many times I wish the Bible would just go into more explanation of things. But that's why he has us seek him. I was asking God, what, what in the world were they praying for there? Were they praying, please let Jesus' words be true? No, I don't think so. Because God had already produced a faith in them for that. So what, what were they praying? Perhaps they were praying what we pray all the time. Lord, whatever you're going to do, use us. Do in us what you want. Use us how you want to use us. But you do it. Why was it so important for them to go to one place and be unified in that prayer? Because that's what it just said. In one accord. In perfect unity, they prayed. Because there's power in that unity. 
Do you understand that? There's power in that unity. That doesn't mean you go from this place and, okay, I am going to, in my prayer closet, I am going to just pray all the time. And that's what you have told me to do. Yes, but you're missing the other half. The other half is unity with your brothers and sisters in what's coming. Now, another thing that comes to my mind is perhaps they were praying for people that they knew. Perhaps they were praying for those who weren't believers. Whatever it was, their prayer set the stage for the most immediate and greatest revival in history. History. And I'm including Azusa. I'm including everything. Within, I I believe it's within the first 10 days, they had 15,000 people that came to know the Lord. 15,000 people out of a few people. And at a time where they were under heavy persecution with the threat of their life. This wasn't... This was in America where you have the right to speak on the corner, and which, by the way, is starting to go by the wayside. No, they were under persecution. And so their prayer to them was the most effective thing that they could do because in that prayer of unity, they were submitting themselves to God and saying, whatever you want. See, it wasn't just a matter of belief and of faith, because that's easy to do. If you have faith in this, it's easy to sit back and say, I have faith, this will happen, I have no worries, I have this, I have that, and that may all be true. The problem is, your neighbor, another believer, may not. Another believer that is maybe made up differently internally, for for reasons, by the way. Maybe they need your faith. Maybe they need your hope. Maybe they need you. If we look at the Word of God as a blueprint of how we're to do things, and we find ourselves in the same place as the disciples then shouldn't we do the same thing? But that goes against the American way because the American way is independence. Now, I will say, I don't think that's our way here at Ignition. But we have to be careful because what God is bringing forth is something supernatural. Something we can't, as much as he tells us and as much as we try and picture, we cannot fathom it. Just like they couldn't fathom what it would mean to be poured out by the Holy Spirit. I mean, can you imagine how Peter must have felt? All of a sudden he is filled with the Holy Spirit. He's standing up and he's speaking in tongues. That's one thing. How about that? He's actually preaching and not putting his foot in his mouth. I mean, that's huge. If you look at Peter 
pre-falling of the Holy Spirit to right after falling of the Holy Spirit, he's a different guy. So imagine, imagine, multiply that to the 10th power. And for you mathematicians, you know that's not times 10. That's insanely huge. That's what's coming with this falling. That's what's coming. We're, we're going to see all the same things that Jesus did. We're going to see arms grow back. We're going to see the dead raised. We're going to see blind healed. The deaf be able to hear. And not just a little bit better, like, oh yeah, I can, I can make out something now. No, like that. Not because of us, but because that is what God is doing. But if you think that doesn't come, or that that'll come without your involvement in prayer, then you're not understanding your calling. God's going to use people. He's going to use people that are submitted to Him. And He's going to use people that are unified with His bride. Bottom line. Just like He did right here. Now, I will, I will say one thing that, that they had an advantage over us with. The Lord said, wait ten days. And he came after the ten days. The Lord hasn't told us how long we have to wait. But I also know that it's in the measure of what he's about to pour out. So I listened to the chatter. And it's getting loud. And I expect it every day, every day, every moment, right now. I'm like, Lord, do it now. I remember when I was flying back from Jordan and I'm laying in the plane and start to feel it in my legs going up. And I'm like, yes, do it. I thought it was going to happen then. Awesome. See, we need to be praying together. Because when that happens, and when all this stuff comes down, there is going to be a world that is engulfed in fear. Absolutely engulfed in fear. And I'm not talking about a world like non-Christians. I'm talking about Christians too. There's going to be the majority of Christians that are going to let fear engulf them. They don't have to. And we can fight against that by prayer. We can fight against that even for this area in prayer. Something that I want to do here this morning, we're just going to take a few minutes. And and Wendy, I want to prepare you. I want you to come up here so I have the microphone ready for her. We're going to pray together this morning. And I'm going to have Wendy, who is our, our prayer pastor. If you don't come on Tuesday nights, you don't know that. Wendy is our prayer pastor. And I'm going to have her lead us in prayer. But the prayer that I am wanting her to lead in is not just what the Lord would do, but that the Lord would burn a fire in this house right here to unify in prayer, to be involved in prayer.
no matter what that looks like. And I'm not talking about individually. I'm sorry, but I expect that. God expects that individually. I'm talking about corporately. You know, the Lord didn't... It's interesting that He said, where two or more are gathered in My name, there I am. Does that mean He's not with us individually? No, of course He is. But when we have two or more gathered in His name, unified, there's power in that. There's power in that unification. So Wendy... Come on forward. I I, I want you to lead in that prayer and whatever else the Lord lays on your heart this morning. There's the stands if you want to. Greg, I mentioned the the word that I sent to him this morning. I was up since 2.30 this morning. And, And I'll just share this because I know that God wanted me to use this to get us to pray this morning I am I woke up at 2.30 I didn't know why I was up at 2.30 so I started talking to the Lord and 10 minutes later I heard my, my dog make this song it sounded like a human being so I turned and I looked at him and he's looking at me like did I do that and he just keeps staring at me this song that came out of him and I'm thinking I heard it before the one time before a few days ago but I thought that woke me up that time, but this time I was up, and I think the Lord had me got, get up on purpose just to hear what was coming out of him. It wasn't a, wasn't a dog song. It was a crazy song that actually got my blood curling. And I started praying, you know, talking to the Lord, this, you know, at that time. And I couldn't sleep. I wasn't afraid. I'll tell you honestly, I was not afraid. It's just when I heard it, the instant it made, you know, something like you, when you hear something, you, you, you get startled. That's what it was. And I, um, I started to, to pray and, and spend time with the Lord. And I was just, there just, just worshiping and, and talking to him and, you know, you know, just bringing out Bible verses that I, that, you know, was on my heart. And then all of a sudden, the Lord said, stop, listen. And I said, okay, what am I listening for? He said, stop again, listen, because I'm talking to him now. He didn't want me to stop. <laughs> so I stopped and I'm saying, you know, I'm there and I'm saying, okay, I'm listening. And that's when he gave me what, what, um, what I sent to Greg early this morning. I said, okay, Lord. And I, and I was just there just praying, praying, praying. I just asked Cole to look up a song that God um, laid on my heart to that um, we're going to listen to. And for those online, I know we don't have the rights to this song, but it's something that we're going to um, be going to play while this, you know, during the service that the Lord laid on my heart for us, that would lead us into prayer. And Cole, go ahead. was paralyzed by fear when they heard a mighty multitude was quickly drawing near but as they prayed for deliverance the victory would begin for when we called upon the Lord we saw 
individual believers. He called us to be a family. A family that prays together. And, and I know I heard, I don't know where I heard this from, but I heard it a, a long time ago that says a family that prays together stays together. And it's true. Because when you pray together, you have more, your faith is increased, I find. And you have more power and more confidence in standing up and praying. When you when you pray along with someone else. Like Greg said, I may pray, and someone else that hears me praying will build confidence from hearing me pray, and they would want to pray. I know there's many in this room that when we started praying together, didn't want to open their mouth, their mouth to pray. But now I can call on them, you know, when we have prayer calls, and they'll pray, and pray with power also. So that's what God is calling us to do, to pray together, and there's there's stuff coming. And if we don't get together and pray as, as a believer, as sisters and brothers, and bind together and band together as one, you know, we'll face some things individually that, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't even want to speak it, 
But the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand. What if we have eight, nine, fifteen, fifty of us? I don't even know that math in my head right now. But they can chase a lot of demons away. They can move a lot of demons in from in front of us and move a lot of mountains. So that's what we're going to do today. And I'm, you don't have to leave your seat. Only if you don't have someone next to you. I want us to join hand with someone. And we're going to pray. I'm going to lead us off. But I don't want to be standing here praying alone. You either agree with me as I pray. Or you pray out loud with me. Because that's what, that's what builds confidence when someone hears someone else pray. That's close to them. So let's, um, I hate to say bow our heads because to me that, that's not, that's not, I grew up hearing bow your heads and turn, turn and close your eyes. And that's all good and well, but God hears us even when we're looking around, when our hearts are focused on him. When our mind is for him, he hears us. We don't have to find a, a special posture to hear God's. Once your heart is in, in the posture that he wants it, he's, he's going to hear us. He's going to move, and he's going to help us to get over the things that are holding us back from getting, getting before him. Amen? Just join hands with some, someone, and let's, um, let's pray this morning. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for your word so clearly, my God. Present it to us this morning, oh Lord God. God, we're, we can stand here today and say that, God, we're, we're not afraid. God, as the song said, when, they, when the Israelites saw the army coming to them, they were afraid. But when they prayed, they knew that you were going to move on their behalf, Lord God. And we're not afraid, my God, of the things that are coming. We may, at the instant it happened, Lord God, it may give us like a startle effect, which sometimes can bring on fear, God. But God, we know God. We know the one that we're standing with, my God, that will fight our battles, my God. We can't fight our battles ourselves, my God. But when we come together, my God, in unity, as Greg said, my God, and pray, God, and seek your face, Father, we know, God, that you are going to fight us, battle because, God, you are the one that has the power. You are the one that has the strength, Lord God, but you build in us, my God, faith to believe, Lord, that you and you alone, oh, Lord God, can move mountains in front of us, Lord God. You and you alone, my God, can chase demons, my God, when they show up in our homes, my God, because, Lord, I know that was a demon, my God, to my dog this morning, oh, Lord God, I didn't see it, because I don't see in the spirit, Lord God, but I heard it clearly, Lord God, and God, you're the one that can drive demons away, God, you're the one, my God, that can cause anything, oh, Lord God, that's coming in our lives, that's not of you, God, to move, oh, Lord God, and it has to, because you said, Lord God, that when we pray and seek your face, that you will, will, will do anything, my God, that we ask in your name, Jesus. So, Lord God, we're not doing it, my God, in our strength today, Lord God. I'm not standing here, my God, praying in, in, in my strength, Lord, because you know, Lord God, you know how you made me, Lord God, that I'm not a, not a, a, a public speaker, Lord God, but God, there's times, Lord God, when you call me to stand before a group, my God, and open my mouth, oh, Lord God, and that's what I'm doing this morning, God, because I know you're the one that's working through me, Lord God. You are the one, my God, that's giving me the words to speak right now, Lord God, my, over my brothers and sisters right now, Lord God. And Father, so you are going to do this, my God. You're going to get us to a place, my God, where nothing and no one, oh Lord God, can move us, my God, as believers, oh Lord God. As the, as the children of my God, Ignition Church, my God, that will move 
in ways, oh Lord God, that will, that will chase, my God, anything, oh Lord God, that's coming against us, Lord God, or any one of us, Lord God, I pray. In the name of Jesus, my God, Father, you can and you're able, my God, to do this for each and every one of us, my God. So I pray this morning, oh Lord God, that you will give us the strength, oh Lord God, to stand. Give us the strength, my God, to call each other up, my God, when we, when we're going through something, oh Lord God, that we don't know what's going, what's going on in our lives, my God. My God, we, we have, oh Lord God, the, the chat, oh Lord God, that yes, Lord God, but God, there, there's times, Father, when you just need to hear a voice, my God, on the other side of that line, oh Lord God, so I pray in the name of Jesus, oh Lord God, that we, oh Lord God, will see, my God, the need, oh Lord God, for corporate prayer, Lord God. And God, I know I'm, I'm saying this, Lord God, because it's been a burden on my heart, my God, for so long, oh Lord God, that we can come together as a church, my God. We have it here, spotty here and there, God, but God, you want more from us, Lord God, because what's ahead of us, my God, like you told me this morning, Lord God. So we pray this morning, oh Lord God, as a, as a church, my God, that you'll get us to that place, my God, where we stand and stand knowing, oh Lord God, that we're standing, oh Lord God, and crying out to you, our God, Lord, to bring about, my God, another change, my God, to defeat the enemy, my God, as, 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 as he come against us, my God, as he come against, my God, the things, my God, that, that you've placed in our hearts, my God, even, oh Lord God, what's going on in this country, my God, even what's going on in the world, my God, I pray in the name of Jesus, oh Lord God, that you'll help us, help us, oh Lord God, to join together, my God, and band together, my God, as one unified body, Lord God, and God, we pray, my God, this will be done, God, because you can, and you're able to do, my God exceedingly abundantly father more than we can even ask or think you said it over and over in your word my god that when my people pray and god you reminded me of this word my god it's not my my word it's your word my god has said my god if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray you didn't say if wendy pray god you said if my people are god and that includes more than one God, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God. And I pray there's no wicked way in this, in this place, God, because we all seek you on a regular basis, Father. But you said when we pray, God, that you will hear from heaven, my God, and you will change our land, my God. You will change the things that are going on in our land, God. And God, we pray, my God, oh God, let that word resonate in us today, oh Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, my God, that you're calling a people to pray, Father. You're calling a priest people to pray my god god yes we have i know i have great time with you individually my god when i pray my god when i talk to you god like i did this morning oh lord god but god when my sisters and brothers pray my god even if i have to listen in god and not say a word god it just encouraged my heart to know lord god there's someone out there that's praying for the things god has been on my heart lord god that's praying for the people my god has been on my heart father so i trust you today lord god i trust that you'll do this my god for us lord god and let us be known as a church that prays together, Lord God, and see, my God, walls come down, God, and see, my God, mountains move, Lord God, and God set the enemy flying, oh, Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, and I thank you. Thank you for what you're going to do, my God. Thank you for what you've done, Lord God, because, Lord, you promised that when we pray and ask anything in your name, God, and God, we don't have to ask, God, I don't have to ask if this is your will, because I know it's your will, God. I know it's your will, God, that we pray. So I thank you for it in advance, my God. In Jesus' name, amen.